The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. It is Wednesday. That means one thing only. Welcome in to our brand new Early Edge Golf Show, which we are still, as many of you in the chat, are alluding to still looking for a specific name. It can't be this long. It's got to be something like this. But we've got a lot of good ones yet, but we haven't settled on a winner. But this week, it's a lot of fun. It's in the desert, about two hours from where I'm sitting right now. Three different courses. It's a 54-hole cut. Not everybody's made for a pro-am. That's just the way it is. However, this week, an absolutely great field. Ten of the top 20 ranked players in the world will tee it up this week out in the desert. So, as you guys know, you have made this show one of the fastest growing in just two weeks that we have here at the Early Edge. And it's not because of me. It's because of the stars of the show. Let's bring them in right here and right now. You can find them on the Twitter at Amateur Status, but he's a savage when it comes to this kind of stuff. Patrick McDonald, good afternoon, sir. What's going on, gang? Finally, my amateurs are finally getting into the spotlight The name comes to fruition, and I see Joe in the chat, the agony of Buckley last week. I couldn't agree more. You know, I had some whiskey. I had a pint of Ben and Jerry's, like a a bad breakup. But the best thing to do after a breakup, put yourself out there. And Coachella Valley couldn't be a better spot. I agree. Coachella. It's like it was almost named for me. It does always like it's like I was meant to cash this particular week now the other man the man that rounds out the triumphant that is the early edge golf show he is the counselor of cash ladies and gentlemen mr sia najat good afternoon sir good afternoon patrick and all you buckley ticket holders listen i want you to know that on sunday morning i did bet siwoo kim to win the tournament so i hope that makes you all feel better feel better it makes me feel a certain type of way (laughs) that's how i feel a certain kind of i didn't cash it so why would i feel good about it i didn't do that maybe you did that maybe for the people at home kick us while we're down see ya (laughs) (laughs) exactly fire island in the chat says i don't even watch or bet golf but i could listen to these guys talk golf all day fire island dur I agree with you. Now, quickly, before we get into our storylines that could affect the betting lines this week, I got to tell you, this is one of those very, very unique tournaments. Not every player, guys, like to play in a pro-am. I went to Pebble Beach a couple of years ago, and I couldn't believe there weren't more top-ranked players. But, Sia, why do you think that this week we are getting so many top-20-ranked players in a pro-am? 
Well, I presume it's because of the new setup. I mean, maybe Patrick can speak to this a little bit better, but the new setup in terms of what the PGA Tour is doing this year versus last year. But I agree with you, Coach. I mean, I would think it's tough sledding to, to be a pro, to be a Patrick Cantlay or a John Rahm and be, to be playing with an amateur for however many hours that's going to take. It just seems like maybe some of these guys aren't super stoked about that. And I just wonder from a narrative standpoint, does that affect their game? And that's the question, Patrick. Why do you think? Yeah, I mean, Patrick Cantlay, he plays slow as is, so he's perfectly fine playing these six, six-and-a-half-hour rounds. That's right up his alley. But like you said, Sia, this new PGA Tour schedule, if if they don't play in an event early this week or next week at Torrey Pines, the summer all of a sudden becomes very packed, especially for some of these Texas boys like a Will Zalatoris or a Scotty Scheffler who like to play at home at the Byron Nelson and the Charles Schwab. If they want to do that, you know, they're committed to three elevated events as is with the PGA Championship, the Wells Fargo uh, and the Memorial as well. So they'd have to go five weeks in a row. So these guys are getting these three non-elevated events out of the way early. And the American Express was kind of the beneficiary of it all, because if you think about it, would you rather play in Palm Springs in the winter or have to go to Detroit after traveling to L.A. (laughs) for the U.S. Open back to Connecticut for the travelers and then go to Detroit? It's a pretty simple uh, answer to that question, and it's, it's this week at Palm Springs. And I do have one very, very important nugget to throw out. If you're going to this tournament, and I, I didn't even look because I don't even want to know if they're doing another big concert, but two years ago I went to this tournament, and they had Luke Bryan as the concert at the end of the day. How many people do you think showed up for that? 60,000. Too many way too many they were not ready for this tournament if you've never been it's basically one lane in one lane out you couldn't get an uber you couldn't get to your car it was absolute mayhem don't go to the concert as much as you want to just trust me on that trust me on that all right here we go storylines that could affect the betting lines three different courses this week la quinta pga west and the pete Dye stadium course it's a 54 hole cut but we do storylines to help you for the week or perhaps later in the season so see ya, let's start with you after we show everybody the odds for this week at caesars i believe snake has already done that but the betting favorite as you can imagine our 2018 champ at this event john rom who loves playing in the desert he played played at arizona state so he's very very comfortable here scotty scheffler is the uh second ranked uh betting favorite this week but see ya The one thing that we can look at, if you look at the leaderboards for this tournament the last several years, the one thing that sticks out, it's not always superstars that are in the top 10. And this year, we're going to learn some new names. Well, that's the thing about learning new names. Like I am really kind of stoked about where the PGA Tour is headed because we've got a lot of new personalities, people coming off the Corn Ferry Tour that are really good at golf, but we just don't know. Like, listen, we know Tom Kim. We know Cameron Young. We're starting to get to know Taylor Montgomery in terms of elite status on this PGA Tour. But there's other guys, too. Cam Davis, not exactly a new, a new name, but is he going to emerge as, as a top 10, top 15 player? We talk about guys like Aaron Wise. Sahith Degal is a new guy in town. Tom Hoey all of a sudden playing really, really well. Taylor Pendrith. I think Taylor Pendrith is extremely talented. He's a guy who could emerge. So there's a lot of names here that I think in two or three months, we're going to be doing this show. And a couple of those names I just mentioned, we're going to be talking about in the same breath as we talk about Cameron Young. And I'm just really excited to see who emerges. And this is the type of tournament where you could get a guy like just putting his name on the map, even as low as Thomas Dietrich, Ben Griffin, a guy that's playing well, Ben Taylor. These are all guys that, you know, people just kind of know their name, but they don't know what they're all about. Well, we're going to find out real quick. And this might be the start of it. 
and we will talk about it on this show. That leads right into my storyline. You guys know how much I love me some Tom Kim. He had a T5 at the limited field event right out of the first of the year, but then he really struggled last week. He came out of the gate, did not play well, and the biggest reason for that, in my opinion, is he's had two wins. Everything he has done has been high-leverage situation having to win just to get into the FedEx Cup. He did that at the Wyndham. He was on the President's Cup. He was the star of that team. Then he won the Shriners. He's had nothing but success. But now he's going to start playing in tournaments that are unlike those. What didn't those things have, guys? What didn't those tournaments have? They didn't have the big-time star players. It was at the end of the year. Guys were resting. Now all of these tournaments he's going to play in, all the top players. He's now going to go through a little bit of that, oh, I'm starting to get a little bit tired. He didn't take a lot of time off. He moved to Dallas. He's best friends with Jordan Spieth. I think people need to be very, very careful. At least the next few events on Tom Kim, not get caught up in the, hey, I love this dude. He's a lot of fun. And then maybe he's going to be a little bit tired playing new new courses that he's never seen before. And the top players like this week, are showing up. But Patrick, as we lead into yours, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I'd love for you to go a little bit deeper on for people who may not be educated on what the PGA Tour did in the offseason to cause these top players to show up. Yeah, absolutely. So the PGA Tour, the top 20 players from the Player Impact Program, essentially the popularity contest. You have guys like Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy were one, two, but right behind them, Justin Thomas, Jordan Speed. These guys now have to play 17 designated events, the big money purses, and three normal events. This is technically a normal event, despite the names that we've listed, 10 out of the top 20 in the official world golf rankings. So these guys are choosing to get these kind of over with early in the season. A lot of them will probably play next week in Torrey Pines. That's only a two-hour drive uh, to San Diego from this place. And so you can knock two quick ones out and leave one for the summer whenever you want to put that on your schedule. And so the reason for this is, you know, you open up a lot of flexibility around the major championships. And that's really all that matters to these guys, right? They want to be peaking for those four times a year. Uh, and because of that, we're going to be treated with a couple good events back-to-back here in California. Yes, we are. And by the way, another storyline that came out today, because, hey, we got to address all of them, even though I work for the PGA Tour. Congratulations. Uh, Live Golf now has a TV deal on the <clears throat> CW Network. So you can watch a rerun of the uh, Golden Girls or whatever that show was and lead right into a Live Golf on Saturday. And, oh, by the way, I believe they're paying CW to air it. They're not getting paid. Love me some Betty White. Love me some Betty White. Love me some Betty White. I don't even think that's the right show. It's it's the Gilmore Girls. It's the Gilmore Girls. (laughs) But I love me some Betty White. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's a gift that just keeps on giving. Live golf. All right, if you are brand new to this show, we do it all. We do best bets. We do props. We do top tens, top fives, long shots. But we also, because I got two of the greatest minds in golf today, we also do DFS. So grab your paper. Grab your pencil. That is where we are starting. See in Najad, when you look at this field and you look at how you want to lay out your lineups, give me some names that really fall into that category for you. Yeah, so keep in mind the key to DFS in, in a lot of ways is, is picking some guys. Listen, you want to pick the guy who's going to win. So I see my fade is, is Patrick's play, and, and that's because Patrick likes Cameron Young probably to potentially win this tournament, and, and it's a great price. But what I'm trying to do with my plays is try to pick guys that I think can win or at least top five, top ten, depending on where their price is. 
and that might not be quite as popular. So obviously, if a popular if there's a popular guy and you think he's going to win, then you should take that popular guy because winning in DraftKings is a really important thing because of the point pump you get. Aaron Wise is an interesting case here because he's 9,000. It's a very reasonable price. His history here is terrible. I'm not really worried about that. This is the new Aaron Wise. And mm. for the record, everybody loves Aaron Wise, but they don't like him this week because they've seen his form on this course and they're just like, all right, I guess this is the tournament I'm out on Aaron Wise. Well, if he's only going to be 10, 11%, in terms of ownership, that I'm going to play Aaron Wise. I'm not even an Aaron Wise guy, to be honest with you. But again, if his ownership is going to fall because people see his track record here, well, that's the time for me to pounce on a talented player. So Aaron Wise is one of them. Wyndham Clark is another guy that's a little bit under the radar, although catching a little bit of steam, a little bit of energy right now. He's 8,100. That's kind of high. I think people look at that and they're like, I'm just going to pass right over Wyndham Clark. The thing about Wyndham Clark, though, is he's playing a lot better. It's not mm -hmm. just off the tee. He's playing a lot better on approach. The putter can get hot. Now, the approach play, it's a small sample size, so we have to watch out. But I'm willing to take the chance on Wyndham Clark in DFS because I think the upside is there. Finally, Ben Griffin. I think he's a guy I mentioned at the beginning of the show. This guy, him and Ben Taylor, really, these guys are really emerging. And I think Ben Griffin is one of those young names that we're going to start to recognize more and more. What he's been doing lately, and admittedly a small sample size, is doing everything right. Putter, off the tee, approach, around the green. Like, he's checking all of the boxes, and I think he's going to do just fine on this course, and he's only 7,200. My fate is Cameron Young. The only reason is because he's really popular, and I personally don't think he's going to win this tournament. I think it could go either way with guys like Cameron Young, where he could crash and burn, or he could absolutely win. But because his ownership is one of the highest on the slate, I've chosen to fade him. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay. Okay. I like all of that. And by the way, Fire, Fire Islander, I too sit here and I can listen to these guys talk about this stuff. I just don't think you people understand the levels that go into this. And these guys are at the absolute top level. Now, Patrick, Eric, EC, our man EC, who's begging to get on this show. But he beat me in a showdown last night with KU in overtime. So he is on my very short list. You're dead to me, EC. But he says, Patrick is fading my top pick. No! Why are we fading Patrick Cantlay in DFS this week? You, you can't really go wrong with anyone in the 10K range, I think, this week. I mean, you have John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Finau, Cantlay, and then Xander, who, you know, with the back questions, he's going to be low-owned. So if you want to go that route, it, it could be uh, fruitful for you. But Patrick Cantlay... What you're thinking, everyone else is thinking. Dome Golf, Pro-Am, Cali Boy has a runner-up here. That runner-up was a bit, I don't want to say fraudulent, but he made the cut on the number that year, shot 1,100 on Sunday, boat raced the field. And the approach numbers, personally, I think are a little concerning. A proximity, yeah. the two big proximity buckets, he's outside the top half of this field. So 
I think based on every everyone else in the 10K range, he's probably my least favorite, and so that's why I'm going to fade him. And he's, I want to say, going to be the second highest owned, around 25%, pretty similar to Cameron Young's uh, number. And look, unlike Sia, I think Cameron Young's going to win this week, so I'm going to play him. It's going to be similar to John Rahm at the Tournament of Champions. You're just going to kind of have to eat that ownership if, if you're going to stick with that guy. And so Cam Young, funny note, he was 350 to one at this tournament last year. Now 22 to one. That's, that's how one year can change. Amazing. Uh, but it's a great setup for him. And he was three strokes off the lead heading into the final round last year, ended up shooting 77 the last day. To, so it's kind of 40th place finish, but it was really kind of better. Uh, and then he's top 20 in the last six months off the tee driving distance. Birdies are better. The two proximity buckets, par five scoring, all going to be huge this week. So I love Cameron Young every which way. And then Jason Day. I know we talked about these new up-and-comers, but there's a few old guys kind of resurging mm-hmm. uh, in the fall. Ricky Fowler, Jason Day, uh, T8 at the Shriners, Desert Golf in Vegas, uh, fifth in approach, eighth uh, in proximity from 150 to 175 the last half year, top 25 in par five scoring. Each course has four of them, so you're really going to have to get after those holes and he has some good Cali vibes. He tends to pop up this uh, time of year. You think about him at Torrey Pines. I know that's next week, but if he shows a little form this week as well, he'll probably be pretty uh, pretty high on next week as well. And then uh, Dean Burmeister, uh, the Dean machine. He's been playing in South Africa <laughs> a lot. He hasn't really been playing stateside, but a couple top 10 finishes <laughs> in South Africa. He's a winner on the DP World Tour, had a decent uh, fall swing for the PGA Tour. And uh, yeah, last six months, 11th off the tee, uh, eighth around the green, 12th par five scoring. Uh, and for 7,400, someone who's going to be around potentially 4% owned. I-, I love that. See, here's what people need to understand and what my guys already understand. When you do the homework and you look at the last several years, this is the one tournament's very, very hard to say, oh, this guy is going to play great. Why? Well, they're playing three different courses just one time, and then they get the the one course twice, but not until Sunday. So you can't say, I can't go look at data golf and say, ah, they did this on Thursday. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. Let me just read you guys the 10 names that were the top 10 names last year, just to make my example for everybody before we get into our best bets. Swafford, Hoagie, Lont Griffin, Lee Hodges, Brian Harmon, Will Zalatoris, McCarthy, Francisco Monari, then Patrick Cantlay, and then Barjan. What is that? You see two big names in there, and then you see eight average names in there. You just never know. So you've got to be very, very careful and listen to my guys. And I guess myself too. All right. So here we go. We've done DFS. And before we get into our best bets, I got to tell you guys that over the course of my career, there have been some very, very cool things that I've gotten to do, but nothing compares to a couple of years, just a few years ago in a little place we like to call Augusta. Down this lane is a path to history. Yes, sir! It leads to a tradition unlike any other. The Masters on CBS. True story. Walked up from the TV compound, past the par three course, onto the 10th tee, and I stood there. And two things came to mind. Wow. How does anybody shoot a 65 here? And the other one is... How the hell did Rory hit it all the way over there on the 10th tee when he had a chance to win all those years ago? Those are the two thoughts that came to my head. But there is nothing. If you've never been to Augusta, practice round, game round, I don't care. God dropped the best golf course in the world into 
not the greatest city in the world. I love you, Augusta, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. All right, let's get into it. Our best bets for the week. And last week, if it would have been on Friday, <laughs> we'd have been catching all day, but they play 72 holes for a reason. Hello, Live Golf. Now, head-to-head, see it. We're going to start with you. What do you like this week? Yeah, I've got a couple here. I've got Ben Griffin plus 100 over Steven Yeager. So both of these guys have been playing well. Yeager's been doing it a bit unconventionally with some poor ball striking and, and really hot putting. I think he is going to regress a little bit with the with the putter. And again, the poor ball striking doesn't paint a great picture. I love Ben Griffin's trajectory. I'm getting it a plus 100 plus money. So I'm going to go ahead and, and take Ben Griffin, who's been great with the ball striking, great with the putting, and just seems to be ascending quite a bit, along with Steven Yeager, admittedly. But I like Ben Griffin over him in this tournament. My other one is Tom Hoagie, minus 115 over Taylor Montgomery. Listen, I will establish right off the bat that Taylor Montgomery is a great putter, and he will probably always be a great putter. But I do think the putter is going to regress a little bit back to some sort of good baseline that he has with that said the ball striking hasn't really been good for taylor montgomery his his finishing places are amazing like he's a great golfer but i like tom hoagie this week he's got great experience here he's been striking it so well his approach game is so elite in pretty much every bucket and he can also find a hot putter so i'll take tom hoagie minus 115 over a taylor montgomery that i think is just going to descend just a bit over the next few tournaments the announcers just really dug it in on me last week because Taylor Montgomery was putting on one of the holes. And they're like, man, and I had faded Taylor Montgomery, as you guys know. And they were like, oh, Taylor Montgomery, he's been one of the best players in the world the last three months. He's done boom, boom, boom. I said, I know all that, but he shouldn't be playing well this week. And he was big, strong, got great hands, though. So, but Tom Hoagie, he likes this place. And I like Hoagie this week, as you can see. Now, Patrick, we're going to do yours next. Now, the great thing about this show because we never want to influence any of us, because we don't talk before the show. But when I sit in my head-to-heads, there were three that matched yours, which should make you feel very good about yourself this week, if I do say so myself. But <laughs> we're not going to both give them out. So I love three of your five here. Take me through them. Very unbiased of you, Coach. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, there's been some line movement in some of these. Uh, I'll admit that I put these out Tuesday for sports line. So if you want to get the best line, uh, subscribe to that and you could get my article for uh, online. And so Nick Taylor, it's down to plus 100, which I, which I still like a lot. And this is kind of Nick Taylor's season. You think about him at the AT&T Pebble Beach program. He tends to play well coming off a top 10 at the Sony Open where he gained four on, a, uh, four on approach, four putting as well. And Brendan Todd is the type of guy I'd rather target somewhere in Southeast, uh, somewhere around his, his home in Georgia on Bermuda grass. So I like this price at plus money and Will Zalatoris. He's actually moved to a minus minus one twenty five favorite in this one. Um, so I would, I would actually just lay off it. I, I don't love that price, but Siwoo Kim still plus 100 over Andrew Putnam. And look, if Siwoo Kim didn't win last week, what would this price be? I make it minus one twenty-five. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. because they think he's going to come crashing down to earth, but the iron play has been terrific. We uh, know what he can do at this course. He won in two thousand twenty-one, so I love him at plus money over Andrew Putnam, who I do have some concern, uh, some concerns over the long term uh, with his uh, ball striking. I know he's a great putter, but I'm going to go with Siwoo plus money there, and then Keith Mitchell. This one's minus one fifteen now. I still like it over Grio. I'm just a big Keith Mitchell stan. I'm not going to lie. I, I try to play him some capacity every which way just because what he can do off the tee is incredible. He's probably mm-hmm. a top four driver of the golf ball in the world with Rory, Rom, Cam Young, and him, I would say. 
Uh, so I like him minus 115 over Grio and Cameron Young. This has moved to minus 155 over Sam Burns. These are all at DraftKings. I'd probably lay off that just because Sam Burns can run so hot with the putter sometimes where it's a bit concerning. But if you can find a price similar to minus 140, uh, I'd attack that since I am very high on Cam Young and Sam Burns, Tita Green. It's been pretty uh, sketchy since the summer. Speaking of sketchy, 15-cent movement, and, and that causes you to come off a of best bet? That's sketchy to me, young man. <laughs> that is sketchy. Got to play hey, the numbers. Got to hey, play Snake, the numbers. Snake, I'll play Zalatoris at minus 125 over Sunjay. I'll play Cameron Young minus 155 because guess where the one place is, Patrick McDonald? They never go, oh, look at that juice. Where don't they do that? The pay window. You're damn right, the pay window. <laughs> So I'll take those two just fine, just fine. Sanjay plays too fast for a pro-am. I just don't think this is set up for him. I love the pick. I love the pick, and I understand. We we bet every single day, so juice matters. I'm, I'm really kidding. But, I mean, th- I love all your picks. I absolutely love them. So I'm going to lay the juice. <laughs> I really do. I think they're fantastic. And my two plays today, I'm going to go Tom Hogue over Cam Davis for all the reasons the guys have already said, but also my favorite play of the week is Brian Harmon over Tom Kim. I told you we're fading Tom Kim this week. Brian Harmon, very quickly. He's had two seconds out of six events this season. He's already made over $2 million, but he never talks. He never talks trash. He just shows up and plays great golf. Oh, and five of those six events, top 25 finishes. I'll take him this week. All right, now it's time to get into our placement finishes, our top 20s, our top 10s. Now, we don't always have a pick in here because we don't like to force anything. So, Sia, do you have something in this category for us this week? I do. I've got some top 20s to give out. Um, I I do like the top 20 and the top 40 market quite a bit in general. But, of course, every book doesn't offer that. And I see a question about one of my matchups and and where I got it. In that matchup, the Tom Hoagie versus Taylor Montgomery, just so you know, that was at Caesars. Um, So, oh, my top 20 here is, well, first of all, Brian Harmon. I don't think I need to go into detail here. Brian Harmon, he's a very good course fit. You're getting a plus number at top 20. So here's the thing about Brian Harmon. I'm not going to be playing him much in DFS. And if you recall, I said the same thing about Tom Kim. I had Tom Kim in a matchup against Keegan Bradley. They both missed the cut. That was basically a push. But my point is, I didn't play him in DFS, and it ended up working out for me. And it was because Tom Kim was so popular. Brian Harmon, not quite as popular, but I'm just letting everybody know, my Brian Harmon exposure is going to be in this top 20, potentially top 40 market. It's not going to be in DFS. I like Brian Harmon, Tom Hoagie. We've already talked about these guys. Cam Davis at plus 220 for a top 20. I think that's pretty good value at plus 220. And then finally, Wyndham Clark at plus 320. This is a guy that I think is emerging. And at plus 320 for a guy that might have found something and we might not have realized it yet, or a lot of people might not have realized it yet, including the the betting market. I think plus 320 is a good risk to take there. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, 
Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I do, too. And I got Tom Hoagie plus 224. And, and another reason I love Tom Hoagie this week, you guys remember that he flew home from Hawaii for the TCU game because he's a TCU alum. Mm-hmm. And he got all kinds. I saw someone in Twitter. I'm like, are people this crazy on Twitter? They actually blamed Tom Hoagie for adding pollution to the environment for taking that flight home. He flew American Airlines. He didn't even fly private. He flew American Airlines. And so he came back to them. And he says, yes, I was the only one on the 757 that American Airlines flew to go back to the game. He's a guy's guy. He's a dude's dude. And I love him this week. Speaking of a guy's guy, I love Denny McCarthy for a top 10. Why? He's so supremely quiet. I've told you guys about the event in Florida. He's there every single year playing, and you wouldn't know it. I was calling the long drive event after the event was over. They do like a a long drive exhibition. I turn around. There's this little dude standing right next to me. He goes, hey, coach, what's good? It was Denny McCarthy. I'm like, didn't even know he was standing there. This guy shows up top 10 a year ago at this event. He's tailor-made for pro-ams because not much bothers him. And I love both those guys, top 20 and a top 10. All right, where are we going next? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is that time to pick a winner. And if I look at the previous winners of this event, just to go back a few years, Hudson Swafford, Siwoo Kim, Andrew Landry. Andrew Landry pays entire mortgage off of this event because he finishes high here every single year. Uh, Adam Long in 2019, 2019, and then John Rahm in 2018. So you got a very, very different set of former champions at this event. So, Patrick, let's start with you. Who do you like this week to contend? I, I said it at the top. I, I think Cam Young is your winner this week. I, I like it at 22 to 1. You can still find it out there. And I understand what you're saying. A lot of long shots have come through here, but uh, we haven't seen the quality at the top in quite a while at this event. So I think it might be a little different this year, uh, given the big names. And then me and Sia said last week was Cam Davis week, but that was just an appetizer. The main course (laughs) is this week. This is potentially Cam Davis week also. 50 to 1, I see it on both of our cards. And third in 2021, nearly uh, tracked down Sibu Kim there. Uh, second off the tee last week, top 10 tee to green, just really couldn't find the putter. And look, this is a guy, if you get him kind of big, wide open fairways like we'll have this week, he's great on par fives. He can score with the best of them. Top five in birdies are better last six months. So I like that number at 50 to one. And then uh, a Cali kid himself saw hit the gal at 60 to one. Uh, there's a wide range of outcomes that that could happen this week for saw hit I'm fully aware of that he could miss a cut. He could come in last, but when he contends, he he contends on the back nine on Sunday, and I think he has a great chance at that this week. He has a ton of upside. He played well in the desert in Phoenix last year, and I'm hoping it carry, uh, carries over this week, 60-1. Uh, to one. 
I tell you what, if you sprinkle a little bit on all three, no matter if you hit one, you're going to make a lot of money based off of the price points that Patrick has given you. So, Sia, you like one of the same, and then you're uh, you're all in on Tom Hoagie this week, as am I as well. Yeah, all in on Tom Hoagie. In fact, on Monday, I actually put out kind of a funny tweet, or it was funny to me at least, uh, on Tom Hoagie on Monday. Uh, I bet I bet two guys on Monday, and those are my only two bets so far, which is why you're seeing only two on this screen. And it was Tom Hoagie and Cameron Davis. And and those are actually, I think I got Tom Hoagie at forty to one. It has now shifted to thirty five to one. Cameron Davis at fifty to one. One thing that Patrick alluded to that I think is important to note, both from a, the the betting standpoint and just this particular tournament, which could be a birdie fest and DFS. Patrick alluded to opportunities and birdies. Now, if you look at opportunities gained, which which is, uh, Patrick, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that's putts inside 15 feet. So you're getting it to the green, strong approach, but you're getting it 15 feet and in. The top guys in the last 36 rounds, Tom Hoagie's number one in opportunities gained. Will Zalatoris, coach your guy, is number three, and he's tied at third with Cameron Davis. So this is the type of upside we're getting with those names, and that's why I love seeing them all on this Amex winner board. Love that. Love that. The reason I picked Will Zalatoris is because of a lot of what Sia just said, but also I watched him play the first event of the year that he came back from his back. What happened? He came out the first nine holes and he was rusty as you would imagine. And then he just went to work and he just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. He was T6 here a year ago. He also has a big time chip on his shoulder because he believes he should be the FedEx Cup champion. He does. The man is arrogant, he's cocky, and I'm here for it. And eventually, he is going to raise that trophy. And why not this week at plus 2,200? That's a sweet spot for me because I hate giving out plus 650s and plus – you're not going to make any money that way. You should never bet a number below – my number is 15. What's your number, Patrick, on picking a winner? Uh, It really depends how many guys I want on the card. But if I'm betting one guy, it's probably 12, 11 to 12. See you. What about you? Very rare that you'll see me bet somebody under 20 to one shorter than 20 to one. What I will say is if you like a guy doing that, hopefully he slips and falls a little bit on Thursday. Now you have a live bet opportunity. This is a very good tournament to consider live betting, especially with the course rotation, because you might have a guy going into Saturday that's six or seven back. Maybe he's playing La Quinta which is likely going to be the easier of the three courses. And there's just a built-in advantage playing La Quinta, and then you've got the the fourth round in there too. So there should be some really good live betting opportunities, keeping that in mind, the course rotation part. I encourage you to follow C on Twitter. There you see his handle right there. He is constantly tweeting out live bets, live bet information, what he would do, what he's going to do. But it's about more than just this show. Follow us all week long. We grind every single day. Also, quick chat question. They're asking, what is our unit size when it comes to matchups or a top 20 or a top 10? How do you attack it as far as what you're going to bet? Patrick, let's start with you. My matchups are typically to win one unit or I put one unit on anything plus money. And then for outrights, I try to stick to like an 11 to one ratio. I'm pretty uh, cautious on it. I know I see a lot of people do like seven or eight to one, but if I'm laying 300 bucks on a week to uh, outrights wise, it's to win 3,300 for the week. Yeah. Um, so it's that way if I hit one, you know, every two months or so I'm making a little bit of money. Smart. See ya. Yeah, I, I would say mine's a little similar, although it, it does vary. I don't have mm-hmm. like a standard protocol week to week. But in terms of matchups, yeah, one unit. If I, if I really like a matchup, I might throw two or three units on it. It just depends. As far as the outright market, yeah, I'm not even I'm, – I'm certainly – 
it, it's less than one unit across the outrights. If I'm sprinkling on first round leaders, it truly is a sprinkle. So you don't want to make your money. This is sort of the bottom line. You don't want to make your money in the outright market because it's just so hard. It's so volatile. When you hit, it's great and it'll cover you for quite some time. But, you know, the matchups is where your unit sizes should be big. Everything else or maybe top 40, top 20, everything else should be quite a bit smaller. Do you guys know what you call a person who brags about only playing winners, top 20s, and top 10s? You know what you call a person like that? A liar? Broke. Because you're <laughs> never going to win that way. It's the dumbest thing you can do. It's like a guy this week on Twitter says, Coach, I've been winning on parlays for years. It's the only thing I bet. You're lying. You are lying. Yep. Nobody wins on parlays consistently over the long stretch of time. Nobody. I don't care who you are. It just doesn't happen. Now, you guys know me. I love head-to-heads. That's where I place my money. It's where I do probably 80% of my betting. And really, most of the time, if I'm being completely transparent, I won't even bet a winner until I get to Sunday like C is talking about, and I'll kind of lay it out and try to find somebody, even if it's at plus seven or 800 on a Sunday, I usually have to beat two or three guys to get that number. And that's what I like on a live in-round bet as well. So hopefully that helps you guys out just a little bit on what us three like to do. Okay, one last segment on the show. And that is where we just pick a long shot. It could be uh, anything, anything at all that me or the guys like that may not necessarily come in or will be very difficult for it to come in. But sometimes they're just kind of fun to play. See, let's start with you. What do you like in your long shot play this week? A couple things I like. One, there's some good names in the chat. I'm just going to point out two really quick. Approaching the green, that's probably taken, but if it's not, it's a good name. And then somebody rolled out golf etiquette, which I think is pretty clever. (laughs) And I don't think that one is taken. I'm just kind of going off reason there. But, you know, somebody recommended T to green last week. That one's probably taken. There's probably like five different podcasts named that. But golf etiquette and approaching the green, uh, very solid. My long shots, listen, Taylor Pendrith is a very talented golfer. When is he going to be the Taylor Pendrith that we saw like after, you know, he was injured last year and then he came back and then he was red hot. I don't know when we're going to see that red hot part again, but it could be this week. And at 80 to one, I'm willing to find out again. It's a sprinkle bet. This isn't something I'm highly confident in at 80 to one, but I do think Taylor Pendrith, if he is in form going into this tournament, you know, and if we knew that he would be 50 to one. He'd be 55 mm-hmm. to one. So I think there's value yeah. there at 80 to one. Ben Griffin's super long shot. I just love the trajectory of this kid. Is 131 going to hit? I mean, probably not. But again, we're talking about long shots here. And we're talking about a guy that looks really comfortable out there and is hammering all the strokes gain metrics. So give me Ben Griffin at 130 to one. I like it. And what C is saying, because I know there's a lot of new betters watching this show. When he says sprinkle, like I always like to do this on the show, that means just a little bit. If you're like a $100 better, maybe 5 bucks or 10 bucks, mm-hmm. Just something fun. And if it hits at plus 13000 well, now you got something. But don't mm-hmm. spend a full unit on, on, a, on hope. We don't bet on the hope. Okay? Love those two plays. Patrick McDonald. Years ago, Jason Day, when I was at ESPN, he was doing a commercial, or excuse me, an interview. And he said, they said, what made you play so well today? He goes, well, I was watching SportsCenter, and my man, the coach, picked me to play well this week. I inspired him, Jason Day. Now, do you have any inspirational stories about Jason Day? Uh, I don't see him in the chat right now, but maybe <laughs> maybe he'll watch later. Um, I might have to, like, DM him on Twitter and <laughs> show him the link or something. <laughs> But I know I know this is part of the show. Me and Sia typically do first round leaders, but with the three courses, a lot of the prices are slashed, and I don't like getting involved here or Pebble Beach with the different courses personally. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I went with Jason Day, 70 to one to win. And his approach play has just been terrific over the last half year. Uh, fifth in approach in this field and eighth from 150 to 175. So he's a great par five scorer. He had a really good fall. I'm hoping he carries it over. And it, it's a big year for Jason Day. I'm thinking the trajectory is him for him is to get back kind of into the conversation of not one of the best players in the world, but potentially a top 40-ish player in the world. I, I think he still has that left in the tank, and I think it's a good uh, good spot for him. I think he's a perfect player along with guys like, I don't know, a Charlie Hoffman, a Ryan Palmer. These guys that are approaching 40 or already in their 40s, they have to be honest with themselves, guys, and say, listen, there are so many young cats that are pushing us out. If I don't really rededicate myself, then I'm going to be waiting – for the champions tour. I work with a lot of those guys right now on PGA tour live that are just trying to pass the time because they lost their PGA tour card because at 45 years old, the 22 year old dude was just pushing him out. It's a very real situation on the PGA tour. My long shot is Andrew Landry. Now he's a former champion here. He's been his second here, but it tells you where his game is at that. He's at plus 50,000 to win. Plus 8,000 for a top five. That number is unheard of. Top 10 plus 2,800. Now, this would be the ultimate sprinkle, Sia. The ultimate <laughs> sprinkle. But for some reason, when he shows up at this tournament on these three courses, something just snaps in the positive for Andrew Landry. So I may just drop a little. I'll probably do a top five, to be honest, because a plus 8,000, I'd be ecstatic with a top five from Andrew Landry for that. <sighs> All right, so I'm looking in the chat. Of course, EC is over there doing his own thing. For a man who's begging to get on, he literally, guys, he begged me to get on the show. And he said, Pat, let me push Patrick out to have Patrick's spot. Oh. He, said, he said that. He said that. And he, right. he's, I'm going to be on a show with him in exactly 20 minutes. Anything you'd like me to tell EC, Patrick? What? Uh, well. I could name a price. I, I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not against it. I mean, Hayden Buckley didn't hit last week, so. <laughs> all right grab your paper grab your pencil oh we don't do that on this show we don't do see you've got to watch live we don't do that on this show we show you as we go throughout them now you know i like to end every single show asking my guys what's the number one most important thing they're looking for this week you could use this information for this week or moving in to the rest of the season knowledge is power see ya start us off I'm looking for Tom Hoagie to win. I'm looking to live bet this tournament, so I do encourage people to. And by the way, I, I'm I'm on some of the morning early edge shows, including Friday morning, so I might have something to say there too. So you know, follow me. I might have some live bets, but I, I'm also looking forward to this team in the chat. Just just following us and watching this show every Wednesday at three o'clock. The chat is super fun, and I'm super super proud to be a part of this show. Man, I tell you what, the feedback we've gotten through the first three weeks have been absolutely amazing. We've got a lot of things we want to do, but we told you this is kind of like a soft launch for us. After the NFL is over, after the Super Bowl, we will have a name for the show and we'll really be locked in. And how about say He says, I did not say that, Patrick. Nobody runs backwards faster than EC. <laughs> Patrick, what are you looking forward to this week? I think Sia hit the nail on the head. It, it, it is a great event to live bet, especially with the number of long shots that have come through in the three different courses. But I touched on it a bit earlier, and it's Ricky Fowler's first start of 2023. I'm a sucker for Ricky Fowler, and his history in the desert is really good. His last win came in Phoenix, another desert setting, and he's a guy who's played well in this type of arena. So 
I'm looking for him. He finished second at the Zozo Championship, top 10 in Napa as well. We've seen videos of his new swing coming out on social media, completely different from what he used to uh, wield the club. So I'm looking for Ricky Fowler to, you know, maybe it doesn't happen this week, but I think like Jason Day, he's on this path to becoming more relevant again. I, I really am looking forward to seeing which players are going to step up and either continue their PGA Tour careers or not. You know, I think we've never been at a more important time in golf because of the elevated events, because of the top players who are considered top players. What about the players that aren't considered top players? You think that bothers them? I think it does. Who of that group is going to step up and try to bust into that top 20? Who's going to do that? I'm anxious to see all of that happen this year, but maybe not this week. All right. <clears throat> By the way, I will be in Phoenix. Super Bowl week, waste management week. Am I looking forward to it? I think so. It's going to be crazy, but we'll be there. If anybody else is going to be there, come by and say hello. But for the here and the now, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these PGA Tour tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, love them all. Patrick McDonald. The counselor, the snake on the ones and the twos. I am the coach. We can't do it without all of you making this possible. I cannot emphasize enough. Remember, we grind for you so we can win with you right here at the Early Edge. Good luck. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.